Welcome to Arts North. I'm your host, Michael Cast. Arts North, your community connection for everything art in northern BC and hopefully uh, the region. No, I've already done the region and hopefully all, all across the country and right now just across the room. I'm looking at and I have with me today Philomena Hughes. What's the name of your what what's the name of your studio, Philomena? Philomena Hughes Photography. Well, geez, I kept I, it I, I, simple. <laughs> I think that was a little bit easier than I thought. I know, I mean, right? I was panicking. All of a sudden, I'm here and I'm like, I don't even know the name. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So, how long have you been in Prince George? I was born here. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I was born here. And so, so Philomena Hughes Photography Studio. Yeah. And you've been doing photography for... 30, uh, about a little over 30 years. Yeah. As and a professional. Yeah. As a professional. Yeah. And what about as a, are you a master? Uh, master's photography. Yeah. Master's yeah. Uh, in the Professional Association of Canada. Yeah. 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 I have a, I hold a, a master's as well as a fellowship of British Columbia and I hold a SPA, which is like the next level up from master's. Wow. Right so on. yeah. Yeah. So and did you went to school for photography? Or did I did. Know? I studied in Victoria. I, I went away in the 70s. Uh, I graduated in the 70s, sorry. And then I went looking for somewhere to go. And I really wanted to stay in Canada. But I did look everywhere I could. And I ended up going to Victoria. And I studied down. It was called Western Pacific Academy of Photography at the time. Oh, is it still around? No, it's defunct. It it did go on for quite some time. There's actually a Facebook group of us, mm-hmm. and I, I I belong to the alumni of that, and I sort of check in on that once in a while. But no, it doesn't function anymore. You 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 like Facebook, but you you're a big fan of Instagram, aren't you? I'm um yeah, I am because I just saw the movement that way, and and it's it's based on visuals, whereas um, I saw Facebook turning into more rants and um, advertising and not as much for me it wasn't giving me the a chance to share imagery yeah from the time to time you did I mean I put albums up when I do an activity but I found that the uh, the easier way to go was Instagram and putting up like one to two posts mm-hmm. a day uh, a day a day but I haven't posted in three days if you check my account right now under Philomena underscore Hughes uh, because I've been up in uh, no data land. I was up in Andaco, yeah. uh, having a really nice time with some friends on their 50th wedding anniversary. So, You've been everywhere, actually. I, I get around. You get around. Traveling, man. <laughs> like, I, what, where, were you, where were you before Andaco? You were in Wells. I, I went to Arts Wells. Yeah, I was overnight. I went to Penticton the weekend before for a reunion down there. Uh, I, I post... Sometimes people don't expect to see me. Mm-hmm. They still think I'm in wherever it is I was. If yeah. they're following me on Instagram and they're kind of like, what are you doing here? Aren't you in Penticton? So I was like, no, I'm, I'm right here. I don't post every single thing every single day. So I, I'll you know, catch up sometimes a few days later because mm-hmm. I'm driving or I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And your studio is downtown? It's downtown between 4th and 5th Avenue on Dominion. Yeah. So it used to be a, a barbershop. It used to be 
for a number of years, a tattoo shop you might have known it as. It was beside what used to be Butterfly Threads. Yeah. And now it's Simply Beautiful, which I love Simply Beautiful being beside me. And then Annie's uh, custom um, clothing repairs on the other side of me. There's just three of us together there. I always liked, though, there was a boutique there, though. That, or, uh, there, was, there was the Butterfly Threads. Yeah. But there was the there was the second hand or the yes. consignment shop called LSD. LSD. I, I loved <laughs> going to say I was going to LSD. And I don't know why. <laughs> I was always drawn to that place. I could not figure out why. <laughs> yeah, I asked them. I went there one t- a few times actually. I like to shop in there, and uh, it's the f- it's the first names of all the owners. Oh, okay. And that's how they came up with that name. Perfect. Yeah, I know. Perfect. Yeah, well, you'd love that one, right? Yeah, and great. how do you feel about downtown? I got. I mean, I got to ask it. It's it's it's. Oh it's yeah, a hot, it's a hot I, button issue at times. Right? I would be surprised if you didn't ask me. Yeah. I mean, I'm located in the downtown. I I spent 20 years in a suburb of uh, Prince George in a studio, a home based studio. Yeah. And it was on the corner of Twen- uh, 10th, sorry, and McBride. Okay. And it was a funky house, and I had the studio in the back, and I would see I'd go on location. So I was kind of really, in, I will say, in an area that was. You didn't see what was going on downtown, only when you went downtown. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in the downtown. And I've been downtown uh, just about going on four years. Two years I spent on 3rd and uh, 3rd, sorry, in George, yeah, which is where a group gallery yeah. uh, is. And I used to be in there with a couple of years. And that's where I met uh, Mel Desjardins. Mm-hmm. And then Christine Watts, who I hear is going to be on the show next week. Yeah. And... Um, so we began our uh, our journey together there, and then I was looking for another spot. I really wanted east or north spa- uh, facing light. That's particularly uh, mm-hmm. important for me when I'm shooting natural light. So I went looking for that, and then I found that on on Dominion. So as far as how do I like the downtown, I'm I'm not oblivious to the problems. Mm-hmm. I feel very um, unable to help. Yeah, what's going on, and that frustrates me because I don't want to say not in my backyard, and I I wish I have more opportunity to to do something, but what I do is I greet anybody who walks by the studio in the morning, if someone's walking by, it doesn't matter who it is, uh, it's hello to me. Those are my na- people. Those are my neighbors. It's just a human dignity. I mean, I believe we need that respect. Yeah, right, you do, and um, you know I did find someone last week sleeping right in front of my door. And uh, I woke him up, asked him, could he move? Because I couldn't get my office, and he kindly did. Hmm. Well, that's good. So, you know, I think we have to address the problem, and I I, I think we have many different uh, opinions about what the, the problem is and how to address it. I don't think we have as many answers. No. I, <clears throat> I, the answers for, for that are probably t- as varied as the... As the yeah. people that you ask yep you know you know it was so amazing when we had the games at 2015 uh i felt i know they may not have been the same people that were there i know some of them were because some of the people i've seen for a long time mm-hmm. downtown yeah having lived here uh, a good deal of my life i i saw them out in the community they were enjoying as much as everybody else was enjoying the winter games around the fires downtown. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. And I thought, oh, it would be so nice to have a place that was a, a communal pit, as in a fire pit. Mm-hmm. That, not just a building called the fire pit, yeah, but an actual place where we'd warm and you'd have a chance again to kindle that. And I think that happens more in the winter because it's an outdoor fire. You wouldn't see, you know, you'd, more people would be inclined maybe to kind of go down to it. Um, 
I don't know. I just, I didn't feel it as a much of a problem in the years gone by as I know the problems that, that have now increased. And I don't, I, I have no, like, like for me to, to notice those problems, suddenly it just sort of exploded in the last, yeah. I, I would say in the last year, maybe two. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. And why? I don't, I have no clue. Oh, the fires. Why. I think the fires certainly changed all of our lives. Yeah. And, um, you know, people get displaced. Then people find other options that are, you know, better than what they had. I mean, if your life wasn't great, and you were living wherever you were living, and you came somewhere else where it's just a little bit better, Yeah, wouldn't you want to stay? I think it's like Syrians and like refugees. Mm-hmm. Even my own parents immigrated from Ireland. Yeah. It wasn't good in Ireland. Mm-hmm. They came to Canada. They met here in Canada, in Prince George, actually. Uh, so I understand the need to want to better your life for those uh, that sorry is. sorry for those <laughs> listeners that 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 don't um, know about the fires when we talk about the fires we had a couple of years of devastating fires throughout northern british columbia and central central british columbia that we had at one at one point i think how many evacuees here? Ten thousand. Ten thousand or more yeah. yeah and so yeah i can see where when people come from other places and maybe maybe if if prince george on the streets of Prince George looks better than where you're coming from, then life's got to be pretty, pretty rugged. Yeah, because pretty it's rugged. not, it doesn't look great here for no. us, what we're seeing. Yeah. Uh, so I want to ask you, so we met actually, well, we kind of mm-hmm. knew each other a little bit, but the mm-hmm. Winter Games, I think, were the, were yeah. the catalyst that yep. brought a lot of, uh, a lot of my peers yep. through, through my sort of, um, and I don't know about you, but I met, I met some wonderful photographers at, yep. At the, and I still stay in contact with a great number of them. You, Giles Palmer, Terrell Bodner. Bodner? Yeah, Bodner. Bodner. Yeah. Um, there's a few others. I, I can't. I can't. Uh, the photo club people. They the were fantastic. Yeah, Bob, Bob Stevenson. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were some amazing, you know, photographers. And they came from across Canada. Mm-hmm. And they volunteered and they stayed here. And uh, I think that was just an ama- uh, That whole project was just wonderful for us to, to put our energies into. And the relationships that build afterwards, you're right. That is how we, we connected. Yeah. And I met some uh, not full-time professionals, but my God, they're, they're, they were gifted and talented and the enthusiasm to want to, you know, minus 40 and they're still going out to, you know, Tabor to cover the skiing yeah. or wherever yeah. they're going to go in Otway. Like, oh my yeah. God. They were, they were really amazing people. I, I, I hope we get something like that again. I would love to. Yeah put uh work on something like that so when you shoot mm-hmm. what is your favorite do you have a favorite for work or subject for, for pressure, or no, just in general pleasure. and you know for me i for me to rely i'm a portrait photographer that's how i describe myself so i'm a portrait yeah. photographer so i absolutely love having any interaction with people it doesn't matter to me if it's at a distance and i see them or if it's in as close as you and i are now about mm-hmm. five feet from each other um I love that part. I love doing landscapes for myself, mm-hmm. but I often find myself going, I just wish I had somebody to put in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh I was out this last, a couple of days ago, I had a young woman, uh, I was photographing her in a field outside the city at seven in the morning, actually. We were, we were started working. Mm-hmm. She had her makeup done at six and she was ready to go at seven. That's when the rain started. And then we had to stop and we go and we started going again. But it was just beautiful. Like the wind was blowing and the 
we were in a field and it was like just flowers. And I'm going, I'm so lucky that I actually have a person. It was like a dream come true. I, I had scouted this location. I knew exactly where I wanted to put this young woman. And then we started working together and it was lovely. Mm-hmm. So I don't often get to do that. Yeah. That's maybe two, three times a year that I actually get to find something and then pull it together and, and find a model, find someone who will come out at that hour in the morning to do the makeup and go and, and sort of play, I guess. I um, <clears throat> I had the same experience a couple of years ago. It was January. Yeah. And I was shooting a wedding. It was a winter wedding. Oh and goodness. it was up at the UMBC. So we went out the back and I had scouted a few spots and I was so fortunate that the hoarfrost stayed on the trees and it didn't get windy, but the sky wasn't quite blue, but it was Perfect. just, and I didn't care. Right? Yep. Challenges with, with, with metering, but who I, I don't, I just shot a bunch of shots and had fun. <laughs> right? Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think that's a part of, that I really love. It's just, uh, I don't have an agenda. I have a rough idea. I do sketch down, you know, if she brings four outfits, I've got an idea. I pre-visualize in that this this sort of look suits this area. This look looks better over there. And so that's as far as I go. Then I just let it go mm-hmm. and just see what happens. And then when someone turns around and you get your back to you, I'm going, oh, my God, I totally forgot that she's a back. You know, like yeah. I usually so used to seeing faces and expressions. And then when they turn, they just do a gentle little look and their hand, the movement. It was just lovely. And it was so exhilarating. Time flies, you know, in a short amount of time. Film? Yeah. Or digital? Well, I'm, I, you know, I've gone digital, but I spent 20 more years in film world and I studied film and my career nearly ended uh, because it went digital. I just, I looked at it, the investment I had gone into for studying. Oh, yeah. I had uh, been assistant with a photojournalist. I had assisted with a studio down in Victoria and I, lear- I knew the dark room really well. I, I looked at this whole new world of digital and I was, I was scared to death that I just... I screwed up. I thought I made the wrong choice of a career. And uh, because when you invest in Hasselblads and you invest in good equipment, mm-hmm. you, you pretty much do it once. You might upgrade one camera, you know, but to reinvest in the education, the software, the computers. I did 55 words a minute on a typewriter in high school. You know, that was my extent of a computer or a typewriter. I failed well, typing. Did you I fail? I failed oh. typing. I, t- I, I don't oh, I Speaking of LSD, I t- <laughs> I, for my final Which exam, we I was silly. I was young, yeah. right? I took, I dropped some acid and went yeah. to a, I went to a typing final exam. And how fast were you typing? Oh, my God. <laughs> Two. It was like clack, 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 ding, and I just left. <laughs> <laughs> I had to leave the I had to leave the classroom. So there's a little story, <laughs> little story. So, oh, but yeah, I I but I love to you know I love the technology now. I really embrace. Uh, there was a, a man whose work I saw in the professional association. I was I kept going to ask people. I would go to instructors to learn what digital was about, and I was feeling more and more frustrated because I kept getting um kind of overwhelmed with what. I had to learn and people really made me feel stupid. Most, I got to say they were all men instructors I went to. It, it wasn't that they were, I purposely, I just went to anybody who knew. And I think I was on the fifth person that I'd taken a class with. And I found that the, 
my questions, I felt like I didn't even want to ask the questions. I also felt that their answers were trying to, you know, bamboozle me, like just make me feel, mm-hmm. oh, I can't possibly figure this out. I know what everything is, how, how to work a camera, but the, the whole... Um, the world of software and Photoshop. I bought it. All I ever do, I would do was open it, look at it and close it. Mm. I didn't know how to open a picture. I didn't know what any of those tools meant. Uh, I would take courses and then I would take what they told me and I would totally be overwhelmed and not be able to do it again on my own. So it was about, I think about third year that I was doing part a little bit of uh, mostly film. So I was doing like 75% film, 25% digital of every shoot. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this is crazy because you're processing film and then you're processing digital and you did, you're like sitting on the fence, which way am I going to go? You know where you want to stay, but you know, you got to go this way. And I kept hoping to God it would all just go away. I thought it'll just go away. And it didn't go away. And then I saw this man's work. His name was Kevin Caboto from the States, from Bend, Oregon. And I, and I didn't know that it was his work was digital. I saw it hanging up on the wall in a, in a, a, a talk I was going to in Vancouver. I thought, oh, thank God someone's brought Hasselblad back because that work looks just like what I know how to shoot. Mm-hmm. And it was digital. Oh. And I thought, oh, my God, I found the person I can learn from. So I listened to him, and uh, he was going to come back and teach about a year later. I thought, I can't wait that long. So I, I saved up some money, and I went into debt a little bit, and I went down to Bend, Oregon, and I studied with him for a week, and I learned what I didn't know. Hmm. And I went back a second time, and I, then I knew what I didn't know, and I started learning more, and then I went back to improve it. So I went with him three times, twice to the States, and once he came up to Vancouver Island to teach. So I then got my skill level, really uh, confidence, my confidence back, and I was able to keep my business going, and I then I just went 100% digital. It, it, the, what turned me uh, over was at Christmas one time I had to photograph this person, and um, he was the bishop of the Catholic Church, actually, at this time. Uh, his name was Jerry Wiesner, and I was photographing him for, uh, he had just become the bishop, and I had to do an order he had placed just before Christmas of something like 50 images, uh, 10 eight by tens, you know, 30 mm-hmm. five by sevens and the rest in four by fives. And he had reflections in his glasses mm-hmm. and he had highlights in his skin. On, on So what we do in the old days, we would hand touch each single picture. Mm-hmm. In digital, you would just do it once on the first file and you print all of them. Except I wasn't confident enough and I retouched every single picture. Oh my goodness, really? I did. Oh. And I tell you, he was in my dreams. <laughs> so yeah. I was doing this to his face. And I woke up and I went, I am going digital January 1st. I'm just I'm like, that was a Christmas order. Yeah. I was done. And I thought, I'm, I'm never going to do that again. So I learned my lesson that way. I think we probably started around the same. I started photography, not professional, but yeah. when I was 16. So, okay, I was about so 40. Yeah, years. I was 12 when I got my first camera. 11, I bought my first camera. And I always loved the smell of the chemicals in the dark room. (laughs) You would. You know what? I just, just, something about when I go into a dark room or just smell that fix, the fixer. Oh, the fixer. I wasn't keen. I didn't mind the smell. It wasn't that. uh, What I loved was just getting set up and Mm -hmm. mentally coming into a dark room shutting that door and nobody nobody 
could interrupt me. Yeah. And it was just, you just got lost in it. And just seeing the work that you're working on, the contact sheet, going out, figure out which one you want to work on, you know, and then coming back in and getting that negative and just playing with the negative yeah. and making the prints. And, you know, and all the, the, just the joy of actually, I guess from the beginning to the end, it's yours. Mm-hmm. It really is all your responsibility, how it's exposed and how it's printed. So do you find that in the digital darkroom? Well, I do it in the photo on Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. But do you, I mean, I don't get the same thrill. Oh, I. But find, I get yeah. the thrill when I see the print. Oh, do you? Afterwards, I do because if I've done all the work correctly, mm-hmm. and if it matches my monitor, then I get the thrill, uh, and I do now. But I didn't always because sometimes it would come out and it was just like, oh goodness, that's not what I saw. Mm-hmm. What I saw, but I I know how to control the issues, the problems, the highlights, the lights, the exposures, yeah, and yeah. contrast. So and the color. So if I'm not if I'm not giving the person who's printing my work the proper file, oh, yeah. the responsibility is mine. Yeah. And I guess that was the biggest thing to take over, to own the responsibility of when it was screwed up. It used to say it's a lab. We so no. often say it's a lab. <laughs> it's the lab. Sorry, Bill. Bill at Shadows and Light I was, was a great. lab manager. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh, you know darn well. Yeah. We were always blaming you, right? Yeah. You just feel the pain of it all. But, um, and it was, it was our responsibility because we still had to shoot the negative properly. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times the printing could go, the lab person made decisions. Yeah. And they had to sometimes because they had to correct what we did. So, you I know, think and the, for I, I tell young people nowadays, yeah. the best education you can get is like take that camera and put it on manual. Oh my god. Or aperture priority and just go. Cuz really you're not going to burn for us it, when I was learning, I was like I got a roll of 36. Yeah. I don't get to see what I'm shooting. First of all, I don't get to preview it. And if I screw up, I've got 36 you know, 36 shots that are no good. Yep. Right. I teach uh, 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 classes now. I used to teach at the university at the continuing education mm-hmm. at night classes. And now I've gone back to teaching again. And that's exactly the first class we do is basic camera. And it's a six-week class. Mm-hmm. And it's learning to get on the M. You, you come off any other letter. <laughs> You're only allowed M. And you need to learn what that is and and. and Six weeks later, they all do. Actually, by the third week, they're on it. They get it. And then by the fourth and fifth week, you can start seeing the bulb flickering. Oh, yeah, And then they're going, oh, my God, oh, my God, they're out there. And they got it. I love watching I love watching. When that concept, it it is. Like, that gives me more of a thrill than a dark room right now. And I'd gone away from teaching for a while because I just uh, I got burnt out doing it I had to give grades up at the university mm-hmm. and that was hard you know grading someone for it and I had to fail a couple people uh, but you know what I I took some time away from it and then I thought no I'm going back to that because I really miss it I, I really enjoy seeing somebody else figure out stuff once you've given them the tools mm-hmm. and just seeing them grow and there's lots of the photographers here in town I know I've worked with or I've taught and uh, see them just fly, it just makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sadly, though, <clears throat> I mean, it was a tough gig back even 30 years the ago. The business, yes. The, the business. Mm-hmm. And even more so now because of, I, I mean, because of the advent of Photoshop and the, and the ease of which people can, can edit photos and the, I wouldn't say the quality of the equipment because really the equipment doesn't, 
But to say to, to, you know, people that have no or very little experience and very little education yeah. suddenly call themselves a professional. I mean, fine. That's if that's what you want to do. That's great. <clears throat> you know, and, and but I think it and, and I say this about art, too. Like, like, yeah. don't don't devalue your work because it devalues everybody else's work. That's right. right? I agree. I know when I. Uh, someone said, well, why would you keep teaching people? Because you're creating your own competition. I I don't believe in creating competition. There already There's people out there that are already doing it, and they're either doing it well, or they want to improve their, their abilities. Mm-hmm. And I'm just bringing their game up. And what I mean by that is also bringing up their ability to charge properly and to not undercut each other. I mean, that's not going to build anybody. When I see people just starting out so low... Uh, they're never going to climb that ladder. It's going to take a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And if you want to really be in a business, you have to play. You have to pay attention to those pieces. So if I come on under, uh, if I undercut what you're asking, sorry, if I charge one thing and you come off a few bucks less, who's really losing? Mm-hmm. You are. It's not me. Well, yeah, people ex- expect me. To give them that price all the time. Yeah, and and the, it's worse. Family and friends are your worst clients, really. Because, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, the, you know, they want, I don't, the family and friends discount rate sort of thing. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't ask anybody else ever to cut their rates for me mm-hmm. in any aspect. Yeah. I don't. You know, if I get something uh, that's reduced at a sale at the Bay or wherever I go, you know, that's nice. But I don't. Expect every time I go there to get a, a sale mm-hmm. or to get it given to me. And, you know, I've put 30 years of, of my life into this. So I don't want to give away anything mm-hmm. in the sense of I, I do a lot for this community that, that I don't charge money for. And help that's portraits. where I do it. Help? Do you still do help portrait? Yeah, I still work yeah. with help portrait. It, I do a couple other things as well. So for, yeah. for our listeners, what are, what are who may not know, what is... Oh, help, help portrait, portrait, it was started uh, uh, at least, I think, 10 years ago by so. uh, Gord Kerr did it here in Prince George. And then I and several other photographers joined him. And what is it? It's a help portrait one day a year. Photographers and uh, people who also do all kinds of product hair products or makeup yeah. come together and people take it further in different ways and we get together and photograph those that are not able to afford a photograph yeah. and we have hair and makeup for them and then we take their portrait at the end of the day thanks to bill at shadows and light uh and wd west they make the prints and mm-hmm. then we're able to give them to them that night and they get that gift. I was able to participate most of the time when I <clears throat> when I heard it. Well, the first time I heard about Hell Portrait, I was working at Theater Northwest, so mm-hmm. I wasn't able to to participate. But the one year when the show that I didn't work around Christmas, I was able to, and I loved it. I loved it. And you took the best picture of me that I've ever seen. <laughs> I still, I still ask you if I can use it. Oh, well, you always are yeah. welcome to have it. You know, I think that was a great part because we're, you know, that time of the year, your heart is in a different place. Yeah. And we wish that was throughout the year that we're able to give. But I think um, it's even easier to give then. It's also received well. And yeah. that's the part that I think uh, really feels good because you're, you're not feeling... Um, there's no gain here. Like it's not like you're trying to do this for anything other than 
just to make somebody else smile mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not get monetary gain. Yeah. And that and I think that lesson is really valuable for us that it's not all about money. I mean, the business side is about money, but there's lots of chances we get throughout the year to help other people mm-hmm. and not look at it for, well, what can I get out of this? I shot, it's what um, can I give out of this? <clears throat> what can I give? Yeah. What can what is it that there's a saying in, in in some literature that I have and one of one of one of the sayings is instead of taking what can I pack into the stream of life? What can I pack mm. into it? Mm. As opposed to getting out of I it. Like what that. can I pack into the stream of life? Yeah. I know that uh, I shot what was called the quiet Santa. Oh, I don't know. This that. past uh, this past uh, winter, past Christmas, and it was autistic children. So it was just a very quiet environment. Yeah. With Santa and and it was it was for me it was a huge learning experience to just be able to let these kids cuz I'm not going to pose them, right? They're not going they're going to do what they want to do. Kids in general, but these kids they're just going to do it. And that's great. You know what? And I was I was able to thank goodness I have grandchildren that taught me. <laughs> <laughs> how to be quiet? They taught me how to handle being yeah. Out of control. Yeah. Like not having any control of that situation. But it was wonderful to see these kids because they were just excited too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's Santa. Yeah, it's Santa. You know, doesn't matter who it is, it's Santa. Yeah. Or whatever the environment is that makes makes people happy. Good for you. You are a member of the board of directors. Yep. Of the, Studio 2080. Studio yeah. 2080, yeah, Community, Community Arts, Arts Council. Council. Let me say, uh, if Sean's listening, he's going to tell me I got this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we just do that to the Prince them, George right? and The Prince George and District... Community Arts. No, Community Arts Council. Yeah. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. We know what it is. And wouldn't it be cool if they... would? Have you asked for a dark room in the new... <gasps> No, I haven't asked for a dark room. No? <laughs> I sit on the board, so I'm there to serve the needs of the people that are coming into the into I'm the not community. on the board. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you could ask, ask for it. For you ask for it. No, I, I haven't asked. No. No. I, I have asked uh, to, uh, over the years even here, I've asked for some area that we could have so that artists could have their work photographed and be able to come in and be able to photograph their own work. So I wanted to teach a workshop on that. So I have done it a couple of times. So there's small tabletop work, and I think we should have a, a definitely an area of, of space dedicated to that yeah. so they can help themselves. Because I really believe in helping people help themselves, not get always come to someone like me to try and get me to photograph your either your jewelry or your pottery mm-hmm. or your work mm-hmm. so I want you to learn how to do it and I, I do give the photography classes and that you can come and get that from me that's that's my business mm-hmm. but as far as helping with the arts community I think that there should be an area of space for them to do that I'm a, I believe that and we were talking uh, we uh, you were talking about um, I don't know I can't remember what it, but I believe that there's enough there's enough there's enough for everyone. Oh, we're talking about business? So, uh, Competition-wise. Uh, like, oh, believe going back that to that. Yeah, yeah, you were saying yeah, that no. people ask you, why are yeah. you teaching these people? They're they're going to compete. And, I, and I'm and i a firm believer in it. Even a city as, as the size of Prince George, which is smaller, there's enough. Well, there's 75,000 people here. If you got 1% of 75,000 people yeah. a year, I mean, I couldn't even do that. No. I, I do on average 60 jobs a year, like on average 60 jobs a year. And you have good repeat clients. Yep. 
And then I get new people. And then I have, I work with the, the firemen. I worked on their calendar, three calendars that for them. That was a fantastic calendar. Oh, one I saw, fun. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Those guys yeah. are so much fun. Yeah. And, um, I mean, those those were uh, for fundraising to help Prince George, the burn unit down in Vancouver. So if someone has to go to get treatment down there, that's what the the, uh, the firemen were raising monies for. And I w- was part of helping them raise the money for it. And they did. They, they finished their obligations to pay for that. And now anybody who goes down there can have a, a unit that's actually all dedicated and paid for by the firemen here in Oh, so are you going to be doing any more of those calendars? They haven't asked. No. we got to see. Maybe there'll okay. be demand. Well, it's Maybe been three, to... and we want to take a little break. And there's, I mean, there's only so many firemen here. And uh, so we sometimes we saw the same firemen in two calendars. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, you have to. We have to get more firemen. Although I'm excited to see their new, their new, uh, the the new hall that's getting built over there by the YMCA. Yeah, it's I coming know. along. I know. Suddenly, I, know. I remember one day. Suddenly, there was nothing there, and then boom. Boom! I know. Yeah, this town is just booming everywhere. I remember when I first got here, it was 15 years ago, and they built the biggest at the time. It was the biggest Canadian tire in the country. Oh yeah. And I thought to myself, I finally ended up in a place that's growing because because these companies like Home Depot and Petland and Michaels and Canadian Tire and, and other large Walmart, those large stores, big box stores, if you want to use that term, yeah. they don't just suddenly decide they're going to go and build no, a spot. There's a lot of research that goes into it, yeah. and I think, and I think long term as well. So, yeah. uh, for me, I like to think that Prince George is going to be. I mean, we, sure, we have our ups and downs. I think right now where it's a little a little slower, but uh, I think oh, there's I think a lot booming. on the go, right? I, everywhere I look, there's there's road construction. There's there's you know buildings going up. There's there's all sorts of infrastructure going around us. It, it's amazing to see cranes. Cranes in Prince mm-hmm. George, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just, it wasn't that long ago where it was just like a slump. It was kind of like waiting to happen. And now it's just like boom. So I think there's there's definitely a, a lot of things, exciting New things. Hotels. And hotels. Oh and look at what we're doing here with Studio 2880. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I we, We've been waiting for this for how many? I mean, look at the people in this town have been waiting for so long yeah. for this center to start. So it's really exciting to be a part of that. We're still, you know, really working towards where it's what it's going to look like, and mm-hmm. all the the P's and Q's and all the, so much that has to get done still, and the uh, the fundraising. I so hope watch I for can us. be a part of that. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get you. It's exciting. There. It is part. It is. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting because you know I I truly believe that art is the heartbeat of a city. If it it really reflects the the, the town, mm-hmm. the people, and I know what joy art, the, all kinds of art brings. I I was at the uh, the redress that was here at the Two Rivers Gallery. Oh yeah, Mark Turo's show. I went to that last week. Mm-hmm. He had it down there from Smithers, and just it's just amazing the the, the talent that's in our country, and in our city, mm-hmm. and and we need to nurture that, and that's what heals people. That's what. I think that helps mental health issues. Oh yeah, tremendously. Uh, we all have our times where we struggle, and I think art is a great healer. And I think that that's what really draws me to want to stay on the board because I want to see healing, and I'm hoping that might be part of incorporating in the downtown the healing of, the, of our city. 
and its citizens. One of the guests, um, hopefully I have on After 9, which is uh, on CFIS-FM, who I need to thank for allowing me to use this facility to record the podcast, um, is Anna Marie Lowry from Two Rivers, and she does Art Heels. And yes. we were talking about that today and Terrific. how. And yeah, definitely. Without a, without a doubt, I, I can't find an argument against yeah. art and for children, you know, yeah. um, I was, uh, again, I was at an Indaco at this house party. Uh, friends of mine, Peter and Barb, were celebrating their 50th anniversary and their grandsons, ranging from 8 to, uh, I think it was 13, and the older one was 22. They were all musicians. Nice. And they were in a band. Like, they, were, they, they don't see each other a lot. One lives out in Kitwanga, and the other ones live down in Revelstoke area, and uh, in the Kootenays. So they were together for their grandparents. And the four of them got up, fifth one was watching, they got up and they were jamming and they were actually singing songs. We're talking like 60s tunes. Mm-hmm. They knew their stuff. Um, it was beautiful. And, and Peter was crying and with joy mm-hmm. to see his own grandsons follow behind him because that's what he does. He, he plays music. And for me to see that was really powerful to see children. Then next thing I know, they were inside drawing. Not on a computer, oh, yeah. but drawing. And it was... It was the first time I'd seen that, hmm. and it was just uh, it was just really refreshing to see that it it can happen, and it does happen. One of the things I know at work, one of our young, <clears throat> one of our young my young coworker, she's left now. She's going to be going down to Nanaimo for Ooh. illustration. Yeah. She's taking illustration, but always there was always there. And so, what if one person starts drawing? I think it's just one. It's just sort of flows out and and i mean it grabbed me and i find myself like doodling a bit and then i noticed and one of the other staff said it's your guy's fault that i'm painting so much <laughs> i'm like right on man I'll well christina it. ridgeside arts gonna love, or watts academy now yeah is gonna love that well yeah. yeah i see uh saturday i think i'll talk with her on saturday oh and, terrific and uh get her she's brought such a, a, a immense um resource where people can go and get classes mm-hmm. and she's such a joyful person yeah to be around and you know all sorts of different kinds of, of mediums that you can get into she seems to know so much it's like and through her show on the, you know with the uh, shaw cable yeah it's just like wow it's just you know not only in the arts world there's also the, it's just exciting to be downtown prince george see these young people that are building buildings and restaurants and mm-hmm. putting their energy back it's not just like an old fuddy dead kind of lost time there's people that are reinvesting back into downtown it's wonderful i think it's going to be slow like it's i, I know oh yeah we're it, hopefully i mean our society nowadays is like let's get stuff done well that way yeah, yeah the instant but, gratification stuff but it's, it's but they've been around for a number of years it's going to take a while i mean it's going to take a while but look at we've got a brewery we got yeah. two breweries we got like the guys the, who, the trench the and, and crossroads and oh and then we got uh Batula Burning and Nancy, and Nancy O's, O's, those guys, and, and they got the board. They've Birch. got three, three down there that they do, and the new condo going in is an anchor tenant, and then and then Studio Twenty Eight Eighty moving down there as an anchor tenant, I oh. think. And Farmers Market. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a really great energy downtown. Yeah. So I know there's lots of people say, well, there's lots of buildings up for rent, and yes, there are. So there's room to grow. Yeah. But uh, it's not. 
it's not to a point where you're thinking there's no hope. There is hope. And I think we have to really believe. And I feel that there's more, people are more protective of our environment, our city, and looking at what do we really want to have in our city. And so there was controversy for sure. When other, there was some business wanted to come in downtown and put their mark and their business in the downtown, you're going, is that really suiting with our city? Mm -hmm. So I struggle with that. I do. Mm-hmm. And then when I see uh, other, you know, look at what's coming down the pipe, or at least trying to open up the doors to a plastic um, the plant, mm-hmm. um, I'm concerned about that. It, like that isn't healthy to start, you know, messing with the soil and air and land and water and people's environment for for a dollar. The art does. I don't find that art does that. Art doesn't contaminate it no. doesn't it, it might contaminate your mind yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay right it could, but it yeah. would be kind of fun uh but it just it just brings out great opportunities and i think that's where i want to see our monies go yeah. uh you know and why not encourage youth and why not encourage more things like cold snap and heat wave oh my goodness it's just marvelous to get out there and dance in the wind in the middle of winter yeah. in the middle of summer that's one uh, or uh, or rain. Kamloops. <laughs> I love Kamloops in Do in, you? in that sense that it's it's so it's such a really hip place to be. I don't know what maybe because I don't live there. I don't know. So mm-hmm. I maybe maybe being here in Prince George, I become jaded. I, I I don't know. But you don't see the same kind of energy. I don't see the same kind. No, I don't see the same. Yeah, right. You got. I didn't say what what yeah. what did you do at Kamloops? Well, well, when Kathy, my yeah, wife went for yeah, yeah. So when I went there, I went down. I always stopped by the Community Arts Council there. Yeah. Their Arts Council. Yeah. I check out the gallery. I'll go to this there. Um, uh, farmers market yeah. and and it just seemed to me maybe because it was their downtown yeah. seemed so much cleaner and more more alive I guess more yeah I don't know just more something something I don't know what it was well it doesn't have like. issues it doesn't yeah. have the problems well the, the the guy that I saw that was the homeless guy yeah. was dressed in a suit Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, he was fortunate. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I was in Penticton uh, about a month ago, and I was in the downtown, and there was Farmer's Market. It was huge. Mm-hmm. And there was about, I don't know, six different vendors singing. Like, sorry, six different areas where you could hear someone singing totally different kind of music. Wow. And so it was that long. Like, the it went on for like three blocks. Mm-hmm. And it went wide as well, yeah. and it was it was fabulous. Now I know we have two farmers markets in two different areas. Um, I find the central location of of one location for me. I liked that that going downtown Penticton. There was one there, mm-hmm. and it was just big. Mm-hmm. So you know the, whatever the decisions are here, uh, farmers market reasons. I don't know the stories behind there, but uh, I really love the one downtown because I just feel like that makes. Me feel like there is a center of downtown, but I'm also aware at Second Avenue that we have St. Vincent de Paul, who mm-hmm. feed what nearly 400 people mm-hmm. a day. Mm-hmm. So that isn't lost on me. Yeah. But you just look at this and go, we have got to still get get this working better. Mm-hmm. And I, I another thing I really uh, was noticing was uh, access to a downtown toilet. Oh. There are no public toilets in Prince George. No. Like outside, uh, you go to Smithers. There's a toilet. Yeah. Like an outdoor all year round toilet down by the beanery mm-hmm. cafe, right? 
So I think we, I think uh, things are getting addressed. I mean, as a photographer, I do my business, but I'm not. I'm still a human citizen. I'm a citizen of the city. Mm-hmm. So I see. I still see problems. I still see things I, I want to work towards helping. And I'm, I'm trying to do that through the Studio 2880s through the arts community mm-hmm. and help that way. Uh, but I also look at other areas and see what where I don't want to just criticize. I want to be part of the solution. I am solution-based in my mind. I don't necessarily want to uh, just sit back and wait for someone else to do something. So being active on different boards, I sit on a couple other boards and... Um, it feels good to be part of things that are that are, you know. It is slow. I agree. But I I'm I want to do things slower. I don't want to do an instant knee jerk reaction to things. Mm-hmm. And I think we're so into the instantaneous result of something that 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 we just need that time to slow down because then we can appreciate it a lot mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, I think what I meant by that, not in a negative way, but it is a slow process. That will take time. Oh, we will get there. We will. We will get there. I think. I believe now the people, the will is there to get to get it yeah. done properly. Yeah, to get it done properly is right. Not just to get it done. Yeah. And uh, I think that there's a willingness to work with people and incorporate everybody's needs that they possibly can incorporate. So you can look and say, okay, well, how, how many people are really going to be able to fit in that building? Mm-hmm. Well, then we've got to look at how many people really want to be a part of that community and put their energy into it as well. Because mm-hmm. it, it's it's not just one group of people doing the work. It's everybody pitching in. And it is going to be a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. agree. So what's the future? Well, my, my other half has retired as mm-hmm. of this year. So I'm not retired. Everyone thinks I have or going to or something. But I, I'm still going at it. I love what I do. And I I stopped doing weddings about uh, nearly 10 years ago. I, I keep saying 10 years. It seems like I've been saying that for 10 <laughs> years or more, probably. So I can't actually remember the date that I stopped. But I, I don't do weddings anymore because there's a lot of younger people. And I really feel if I can't give myself completely, I'm not going to rip you off. Yeah, yeah. And so I really want you to enjoy your wedding day and have the person that can keep up with you mm-hmm. or even go faster than you. Um so I do a lot of work uh, at my level. I do a lot of personal branding. That's mm-hmm. what I keep doing. I like I like working with small businesses and helping them get better at their, so whether it's marketing them, mm-hmm. coming in and photographing their business and helping them to get either into the Instagram world if they're not aware of that. I teach Instagram as well to uh, small groups. And then, I, I don't know, I still think that's where, uh, you know, portraiture, Mm-hmm. There's everybody still needs that in mm-hmm. their life at some point, uh, and I don't see it stopping. I, I love Prince George. Uh, the air is hard on my lungs when it was in the middle of all the fires. I certainly was limited last year. I couldn't get out. Mm. As many, many people, I have asthma, so I was restricted as to what I could do. So I found that last year I made a commitment to myself that I'm not going to be outside if it's, if it's smoky again. So I'm so grateful it's a rainy year. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but at the same time, uh, aware that I missed being outside. So I'm that's why I'm outside a lot more this year, making up for last year. Well, when you came upstairs and you were talking about, oh, I should have brought my camera, I'm like, 
I'm like, holy cow, this is like one of the very <laughs> rare times that I, I know. don't see you with, with a camera. camera. All I was thinking, I thought, oh, I'm going to go into a radio show. Why would I? I did think, but I did bring my cell phone. Yeah. And I do teach cell phone photography as well. But the reason I talk about cell phone is that it is whatever camera is in your hand is the best camera Yeah. at that time. But if you have a DSLR, learn how to use it. You know, yeah. you, you've got grandchildren who are in your lives, and you don't even know how long you're going to be uh, in, uh, yourself uh, able to take photographs for. And yeah, you, they're a little heavier than a cell phone, but they're just going to give you the quality. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, when I was with this uh, this last weekend, when I was talking about out in, in Indaco, it was just really lovely to watch little moments that I know will never happen again. Yeah. And it's those little moments in your home that nobody ever sees, that you want to share with your your family, those people that are important to you. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's really empowering. And if there's anything I love doing is empowering people, whether it's women to be confident about themselves in business, men to be confident about themselves, even young men, Mm -hmm. about how they care of themselves, and empowering people in business that they can, you know, get across to their clients who they are and what they're selling. So it's not just you know, a smiling face, but mm-hmm. really a warm, warm, welcoming person who really wants to do whatever it is that they're selling or doing for you the best that they can. So, yeah. Where can... Still doing it. Still doing it. Damn. I am. Where can we find you on... You can find online. me on... On... Online. In the phone book. Social media. <laughs> Social media. Book. You know, I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm in the uh, Philomena Hughes Photography. You, you just Google that. Just Philomena Hughes uh, Photography on the Google yeah. search. You'll find my website. Actually, Christine and I are working on a new one. And uh, Instagram, Philomena underscore Hughes. Mm-hmm. I try to just keep it simple, just my name. Yeah. I, I didn't want to go with another name. I also used to be Maximus for oh, a yeah. couple of years. Uh, there was a studio here in town called Maximus, and uh, mm-hmm. I, Kathy Turgeon and I were that. And I thought, I wonder if I should change my name to another one. No, you know, it's just better to be, for me, that people know my name, but they don't know who I am when they meet me because <laughs> they don't see me. <laughs> so uh, I hide you can under send a hat. me the you send me the links and I'll put them in there. Oh, sure, I'll, I'll put do them that. In the okay. in the description here, and yeah. then uh, people can go take a look at your fabulous work. Oh, thank you, Michael. Philomena, thank you so much for being here with me today. My pleasure, really. podcast is recorded at the studios of CFIS-FM in Prince George, British Columbia, produced and edited by Take 5 Media. If you're interested in seeing any of the Arts North video interviews, check us out on YouTube, look for Take 5, or you can go to www.take5media.com.